Hi there, it's Troy coming at you from London Town with another podcast. And today the topic is performance anxiety. Yes, that's right. You heard correctly. Performance anxiety is what we're going to be discussing today. But before we do, just a couple of brief announcements. And I will try and keep it brief because people keep complaining, rightly, that my intros are too long. So I will try to keep these intros very short, but do, uh, if you haven't already, get hold of my collection of 11 books about dating, about game, about the sexual marketplace, uh, and tactics in dating and all of that good stuff. It's called Renegade Dating Blueprint. It's available for $39 on the link below. The full value is 250 gentlemen, so it really is a good deal. And I am going to have to look at that price and indeed the whole bundle uh, as we go forward through Q1. So I would encourage you, if you haven't got that bundle, to grab hold of it ASAP. As I say, the link is below. Uh, also, do sign up for my daily email. So I send out an email every single day, Monday to Friday, to subscribers with a free article in it by me. So do sign up for that because you know, you know how things are on social media. If I was to get deplatformed from everything, then you would still be able to get my contact, uh, sorry, my content as long as you are on that email list. So again, the link is below. Do sign up for that. And also please do subscribe to this YouTube channel. Uh, hit subscriptions below and then hit uh, the notifications bell. Also, also, you know, give me a like on this video, write a comment, etc., etc. It all really, really helps me to spread the message, to get more viewers to my videos, and therefore to keep putting out this content for you. And from your point of view, when you hit subscribe and notifications, it means you stay up to date with all of the content that I am putting out. And believe me, there is a ton of content coming up for you this year. I'm working really hard round the clock to bring you the very freshest men's dating, mindset and lifestyle content on the planet. So do stick with me. Thank you for all the support so far. Do stick with me. It's going to be a very exciting ride. Okay, so I'm probably going to keep it relatively short today because I have to say, guys, this week is pretty crazy. So uh, I've just, we've just landed from the weekend. I've been out all day working. I put out some content before. I've shot some videos uh, for later in the week and I'm not going to be doing, well actually tomorrow I'm doing a live stream with Ed Latimore where we're going to be discussing sobriety and alcoholism and getting off alcohol. So that's really exciting. Uh, but beyond that, I'm not doing any live streams this week because I am shooting my new video product. So I'm going to be very busy for, with that for the Wednesday, Thursday, Friday of this week. So that being the case, I've pre-recorded some videos for you to watch. So I've be loading those up. So I hope you'll find those interesting. Uh, but as I say, I'll be working very hard on creating this video product, which is all about charisma and dating. So uh, there'll be more news on that to come. But uh, yeah, it's a pretty crazy week. So I think I, I'm going to keep this one reasonably short. But I wanted to think about what I could talk about today. And I hit upon the idea of performance anxiety because really it's something that's kind of... Um, it, it, it's kind of weighing down on me a little bit this week, I suppose. 
And of course, FNAR, FNAR, we all know the joke about performance anxiety, the, uh, the double entendre meaning of performance anxiety in that it can refer to, uh, what do they call it these days, erectile dysfunction, so not being able to f- perform in bed. Um, and that certainly is a very real and a very valid form of performance anxiety. Um, we kind of use that euphemism to refer to it, but uh, that's not in exactly what I wanted to talk about today. What I wanted to talk about today was performance anxiety in its wider sense and you know what it is, why it's damaging, and what you can do to alleviate it somewhat. Now, a very common form of Uh, performance anxiety that I see in this line of work and working with guys, training guys, um, in my own experience in the past, in my experience with friends and so on, is the anxiety around going up to a beautiful girl, a beautiful woman, introducing yourself and having a conversation. And actually my uh, associate, uh, partner in crime, as it were, on Twitter at least, uh, Midlife Moves, had a good tweet the other day. He said something along the lines of, I think most Manosphere gurus wouldn't be able to go up and introduce themselves to a new girl without their voice breaking or cracking in the process. And that may well be true. That might well be true because there are a lot of LARPers, that is live action role players, out there in the men's sphere at the moment, I'm afraid to say, gentlemen, who don't really have skin in the game, who, who talk the talk, but they don't really walk the walk. They don't have the ability or the, you know, the wherewithal or the, you know, the co-jo- the co-jones uh, to go and walk the walk. And, you know, so that might well be the case that actually a lot of these dudes faced with a very uh, attractive woman would be reticent about approaching her and beginning an interaction. Um... So performance anxiety is is common, uh, it's natural, it's part of what we call approach anxiety in this space. Um, it, it, it's something that we all have to deal with to a greater or lesser degree, and it's something which, as we've said before many times on this channel, it's something that never really goes away entirely, you know, it's, it's present. Um, but it is something that if you don't get a handle on it, can stop you from progressing in life. Now, it's not just about approaching girls, although, of course, that is a a focus for people listening to these these podcasts, but uh, it's also also something that affects your professional life as well. So, for example, this week, as I said, I've got to, I've got quite a lot of work on. I'm recording um, some footage for this product that I'm going to be putting out uh, to market very soon. And, you know, that is quite a big deal in terms of my work, in terms of my career, if you like, because obviously I want to do the very, very best job of that that I I possibly can. And I intend to do that. I intend to uh, create the very best product of its kind in the market. But in saying that, of course, I set myself up for, not for a fall exactly, but I set myself up because the the bar that I'm setting myself, the requirement that I'm setting myself is is somewhat high. And so naturally, there's going to be an element of me that thinks, oh, that's, that's a bit tough. That's a bit tricky. Am I going to be able to do that? 
is it going to be as good as I hoped? Is it going to really work in the way that I want it to? Um, am I going to get all the points across that I want to get across, etc., etc., etc.? And if you keep thinking like that, if you allow your mind to go around in those circles and you start to obsess about is this going to work, is this not going to work, am I going to live up to the hype, am I not going to live up to it, am I going to pull it out of the bag on the day, is something terrible going to happen that's going to mess it up, bloody, 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 blah, then you start to constrict yourself, you start to constrict your creativity, because creativity happens in the moment, you start to constrict and restrict your, your flow, your natural pouring forth of ideas and, and inspiration and thoughts and feelings and emotions. And you start to become a, a, a very sort of repressed version of yourself. And if you go too far with that, if you allow this thinking to take over to too great an extent, then sadly what can happen is that you will find that you are just completely unable to function. You shut down. You are, you can't talk, you can't say anything, your mind goes blank, and you are completely useless. And as I say, that could refer to, or that could be applicable to approaching somebody. It could be applicable to just a, a general social situation where you're meeting new friends or you're networking with important people. It could refer to a business meeting. It could refer to a performance of some sort, some sort of stage performance, or making a speech, or giving a big presentation. Uh, or it could... Uh, refer to or it could uh, affect making a recording of the kind that I'm talking about myself. So it's very, very far-reaching in terms of the, the trouble that performance anxiety can cause you. Uh, it's not something to be taken lightly and it's something that you really, really need to guard against because, I mean, really... When we come down to it, and when we think about it, this is self-defeating behavior. Because a lot of the time, you know in your heart of hearts that you are capable of doing whatever it is that you have to do. You know when you're stood in the nightclub or in the bar, the lounge, that you are, as a human being, as a man, as somebody who's lived on this planet for 20 plus years, 18 plus years, however long it is, that you are capable of walking up to another human being, a woman, and initiating a conversation. You know that you're capable of, of thinking of things to say because you do it with your friends every Friday when you go to the pub or you go to the bar with them. You know that you're capable of being funny because you've been funny before. You know that you're capable of making interesting observations, uh, witty comments, and so on and so forth because you've done all of this stuff before. It's just that in the moment, you freeze up. In the moment, that fear of having to perform, that performance anxiety, starts to come in and it starts to, it starts to damage you. It starts to impinge upon your ability to act or to be an effective actor within the real World. Now, I was just listening um, before to the audiobook of What Everybody Is Saying by Navarro, which is uh, a great 
book on the art of body language by a former FBI agent whose name is uh, Navarro. I'll find his, his first name. I'll, I'll, I'll certainly put the link in the description below. But anyway, what um, Navarro has to talk about is really, really interesting. It's all about body language. It's all about uh, clues that we, uh, cues rather, that we may or may not be aware that we are uh, giving out. So it's Joe Navarro who wrote the book, um, What Everybody Is uh, Saying. So definitely get hold of that if you haven't read it already. A great resource on body language. But uh, yeah, so Joe Navarro talks very specifically about the flight or fight response that human beings have to perceived danger or perceived threat. And of course, we're probably all or many of us are aware of this idea of fight or flight. So that is when faced with a potential external threat... We either go into fight mode, so that is we, we decide to battle it off and we want to wrestle our opponent or would-be opponent to the ground, or flight, which is that we run away. But what Joe Navarro says is that actually there is a third component of that which is not necessarily referred to by most people but is absolutely present, and that is freeze. So the actual triumvirate, if you like, is freeze, fight, or flight. So the first uh, response to perceived danger or perceived threat is actually freeze. Um, and people think, oh, it's really bad because I froze in the moment. But actually, there is an evolutionary uh, reason that freezing has remained part of our behavior. And it is uh, to basically to give us time to think. And also, in the wild, human beings or, or, or animals, other animals will freeze when faced with an opponent because uh, it is basically a way of playing dead. So the opponent thinks that you're, you're dead, or this is the, the thinking, this is the, the, the primordial uh, motivation for this behavior at least. So the, the, the opponent thinks that you're dead, and so hopefully you, your life then is spared because they go on and look for another victim who hasn't been killed yet. So freezing, freezing up, which is, I suppose, in the context of what we're talking about, an extreme version of performance anxiety is, is normal. You know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. It is absolutely hardwired into us to freeze up when something tricky, a, a, a threat situation is going to come up. Now, you know, going and talking to a girl in a bar or uh, going and speaking to a potential employer at a networking event or going to talk to a potential investor at a VC event, let's say, is not actually a life or death situation in most cases. You know, you're not going to die because you went up and spoke to a CEO at a cocktail party. You're not going to die because you went over and talked to a girl who you're attracted to in a nightclub, it just doesn't happen, or it very rarely happens. It would be very unusual for that to happen. But our bodies are still wired in this primordial way so that we still have that same reaction regardless of the severity or, or indeed existence of the threat. So the first thing to say is that you should not be in any way ashamed of yourself for having this sort of reaction. It's absolutely normal. It can even be useful at times to have that reaction. Not at the, not in the nightclub, not at the VC event, but you know, 
there are times when that reaction can be useful and it's not something to beat yourself up about. It is just the way it is. But as I said before, the truth of the matter is that you, are, you know your competence in these things because you've done the basic, the, the, the sorts of social type situations that I'm talking about are very, very straightforward. You know, talking, going and talking to somebody, starting a conversation, having a joke around, asking for a telephone number. These are all very, very basic things. You've done them before. You know that you're competent. It's just that your mind has built the thing up to be bigger than it is. You know, you've taken this beyond the realms of this is just me going and communicating with another human being, another member of my species that I've done thousands and thousands and thousands of times before over the course of my life. This is now built up to this big thing that is somehow, you know, this massive threat or this is make or break and everything like that. And what you always, always, always need to do is, is seek as best as you can in your mind to depressurize these situations because no situation is really life or death. No situation is the last chance you're ever going to get. No situation of this kind is going to be, well, if you mess this one up, then that's it for the rest of your life. It just, it just doesn't work like that. It might seem like that at the time, uh, but trust me when I tell you that it isn't. There will be another girl. There will be another job that you can get. There will be another investment opportunity, etc., etc. You know, it's, it's not your last chance, however much it feels like it at that point. Now, that's not to say that you don't want to mess things up, but taking a step back, the less pressure that you put on yourself, the more effective you're going to be in these situations. So you need to seek to depressure rise uh, the social situations that you go into. Um, remember as well, I mean, if you do, if you get really, really stressed about these things, it can be damaging for you. Ultimately, anxiety and stress are killers. People end up having to take time off work, they end up having to go on medication, they end up going on long-term sick leave every day because of anxiety and the uh, resulting complications that can come from that. So you really, really, really need to give yourself a break and don't make life any harder than it already is. You know, it's only going and talking to girls. It's only going and talking to some guy who, who, who owns a company. It's only going in and inquiring about an opportunity. These are very, very simple things. Try to break it down into the constituent elements. Like, right, I'm gonna walk over there seven paces. I'm gonna stand in front of the girl. I'm gonna say, hello, my name is Troy. And don't think any further than that. Just break it down into constituent elements. Depressurize it. Make it unimportant. Make a joke about it if you can. Make it funny, as I've said before. You know, make it something that you can... Do it for the story that you're going to tell afterwards rather than for doing the thing itself. Another point to make is that you should try to avoid resorting to uh, substances in order to make these situations easier. So, of course, the classic one is alcohol, but there are also things like, um, I suppose, beta blockers, but um, things like Valium or, or benzos. Uh, tranquilizers, you know, that, that sort of will supposedly take the edge off your mood and will make it easier for you to, uh, to go into those social situations. Avoid using those substances if you can. Avoid using crutches. Why? Because they can be counterproductive. So alcohol, yes, it might make you a bit less 
nervous in the short term, but all that anxiety is going to come crashing back the next morning or, you know, later that night or whenever you start to sober up, you're going to be thinking, oh God, did I, what did I say? Did I embarrass myself? Blah, blah, blah. And we know that alcohol has other ramifications as well. You know, you can um, get so out of, out of your box that you say something very silly and you just ruin the whole thing anyway. So try to avoid artificial crutches to, to heighten your mood. The other thing to say is as well, even if you use these, you know, alcohol or you use some other artificial um, chemical crutch or, or, or other crutch in order to make it easier, you're not really growing as a person. You know, you, you might get through those situations individually, but, you know, you haven't really learned anything. You haven't improved your ability. You haven't got, a, you know, a, a, you haven't got more experience for next time because you've just masked the feelings of fear. And what you really want to do is to get as inured to these processes as you possibly can. Now, one of the greatest things that ever happened to me really was that I had to stop drinking and I had to stop drinking because of my addictive problem with alcohol. But what that meant was I was forced by my raging libido to go into hundreds and hundreds and thousands of nightclub incidents completely sober, going and talking to people, talking to girls, uh, dealing with other guys within the clubs, dealing with... um, people trying to get in the way and interfere with my interactions and all this kind of thing. I had to do all of that stuff sober with loud banging music playing in the background. And I hadn't taken a drop of drink. I hadn't taken any substances or anything. And I was doing it for years. I did it for 15, 20 years, probably completely sober. Um, Yeah, you know, and people will think that's crazy. People are like, oh, my God, how did you do that? Why did you do that? Well, I did it because of my somewhat compulsive nature, but that's probably for another podcast, maybe tomorrow with Ed Lattimore. Um, so, yeah, you know, um, but, but the reason I say it's one of the greatest things that happened to me was, well, I, I, I didn't drink for all that period of time, which meant the quality of my life because of the relationship that I had with alcohol was vastly and manifestly improved. But more importantly than that, it forced me to enter into social situations in a completely unmedicated way. And what that did was it grew my confidence exponentially because when you've been doing that sober, when you've been walking out to people that you don't know and starting conversations with them, and you know, in the case of women, you know, asking them on dates and all of that kind of thing, and putting oneself in the firing line for romantic rejection, time and time again, with no medication at all, with no safety net, with no chemical cost to knock me out at the end of it, um, you know, that hardens you up. It really, really does, you know, um, because you've got you, you you've got to, you've got to roll with the punches, you know, and those punches, my friends, will come. I'm afraid you don't prevent them from coming. Although I got a lot better at all of that kind of socialising and um, dating dynamic stuff when I was sober, because when I was drinking, I was just all over the place. But you know, um, so there's a great advantage to not using chemicals or using alcohol or using different things in order to try to soften the blow sometimes it's better just to take the uh just just to take the difficulties on the on on the chin and and just live through it because even if you completely crash and burn on that occasion you will have learned something you will have realized that it's not the end of the world you didn't die the the club didn't burn down it, there wasn't some massive inferno that kind of suddenly engulfed the entire state or the entire city that you're in you know it was actually okay it was a little bit embarrassing 
you could probably have a bit of a laugh about it later and then that's it you live to fight another day so uh try to do this stuff unmedicated don't try to use artificial helpers prepare as much as you can okay so if this is if we're talking about dating if we're talking about going to a social event and going and talking to to people that you're attracted to to women that you're attracted to then prepare as much as you can you know think about some interesting things that you might talk about have some personal stories that you might tell you know things that you've done recently that were interesting you know some crazy stuff that's happened to you in the last few months maybe you went on some trips maybe you had a wild night out um, and it all ended in this really hilarious way maybe you bloody bloody blah you know you, you all know your own experience obviously and I don't but you know those interesting stories those remarkable and I mean that in the old fashioned way those remarkable things things to, to be remarked on just have a few of them front of mind just know the kinds of material things that you're going to talk about the kind of material that you're you can potentially discuss you also know the kinds of questions that you're going to get asked you know okay so uh where do you live what do you do um are you from here do you come here often god forbid you know all of that kind of stuff you know the sorts of things that generally girls will ask you in social situations you know the kind of stuff that's going to come up how old are you do you do this often do you chat up girls like this often you rogue uh all of that kind of stuff so you you know the kinds of things that are going to come up so have prepared answers now i'm not saying have a script i'm not saying go on the internet and google what you should say or anything like that because that's silly you've got to be natural it's got to come from your own person it's got to be something that's in you know um, authentic to you. Mm. Drink of water there. But you know, um, but, but have in mind, nevertheless, the sorts of things that you're going to say, the sorts of ways in which you're going to counter these, these normal, perfunctory social questions that we get all the time. Uh, and do some affirmations. So, you know, look in the mirror and say 10 times, I am the sexiest guy on the planet or something like that. You know, big yourself up a bit. Maybe do a little bit of meditation before you go out. Try to get your breathing right. Just get yourself in a good state. Listen to some upbeat music. Nothing too depressing, etc., etc. You know, get yourself, get yourself in state. Prepare yourself as much as you can. On the way to the, the nightclub, go and talk to as many people as you can on the way. Talk to the barista at the local coffee shop. Talk to the taxi driver, uh, the Uber driver. Talk to the guy who works in the local liquor store etc etc you know get yourself into that social mood prepare 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 but once you've prepared and once you're there drop the bar okay so once you're within the venue or say you're at the the, the venture capitalist event or you're at the networking event or what the cocktail party or whatever it is drop the bar don't then think okay i've got to be the best person here don't think i've got to be the greatest communicator since you know Martin Luther King don't think I've got to be this wonderful orator and I've got to blow people away with my eloquence for example you know I mean just think all I'm doing very very simple I'm connecting with other human beings and that's it you know it's not difficult we've done this hundreds of thousands of times before all you're doing is connecting with other human beings that's it you know and and here's the beautiful thing even if it goes wrong, it doesn't matter because you can just go home, have a bit of a laugh about it, feel a little bit embarrassed, maybe, you know, write some amusing little blog post or tweet about it, 
go to bed, and then you've got another day the next day. You know, you don't need, there's nothing to worry about here. There is no downside, except in those very, very extremely rare cases, if anything happens. But, you know, that's, that's unlike, so unlikely, in fact, you might as well just put it out of your mind. So drop the bar low. Don't think that you have to be some super performer, because the reality is, most people out there, who you're, in inverted commas, competing with, they're not sort of well, they're not coming out with Shakespearean sonnets or anything either. You know, most people communicate on a very, very simple level. It is not really that they're doing anything particularly impressive. It's just that they have got themselves into a good state. It's that they're comfortable and they are in flow and they're not inhibiting themselves. And what you and I and people like us tend to do a lot of the time is to inhibit ourselves unnecessarily because we're nervous because we don't want to mess it up, because we think that we have to live up to this imaginary standard that we've devised for ourselves in our own minds, and we don't, because it doesn't matter. Nobody's watching, and even if they are, so what? You know, you're never going to see them again if you live in a big city like uh, London or New York or Paris or Berlin. So, or Milwaukee, maybe. I've never been to Milwaukee, but you know what I mean. Just don't think too much about the ramifications. You're, again, you're putting too much pressure on yourself. Drop the pressure, drop the bar, forgive yourself for doing lame approaches. If you walk up to somebody and you say hello and it comes over a bit awkward and, you know, then you can't think of the next thing to say and then you, you stumble around for your words in a little bit, forgive yourself for that and reward yourself instead for the fact that you actually took action. That's what you should be rewarding yourself for. Not the, the you know, not how, how beautifully constructed your sentences were, not how wonderfully elegant your uh the composition of your um of your greetings and your uh, you, you know your your dialogue was it's not it's not about that you should be congratulating yourself for the fact that you went in and you took the action in the first place um and then i want to leave you because i'm going to come to the end of this now but i want to leave you with a quote from woody allen uh, which is showing up is 80% of success. In the end, what you've got to do is turn up and do the action. So what you've got to do if you want to go and improve your ability with girls is you want to go to somewhere where there are girls and you want to go up to them, show up and open your mouth and start talking. If you want to get good in networking situations, go to a networking event, show up, be there, suited, suited and booted, stand there, get a drink, non-alcoholic if you're like me, don't drink, or alcoholic or whatever you want, um, and go up and talk to somebody. You've got to show up and you've got to take the action. And that is the thing that you should be rewarding yourself for because as Woody Allen said, um, you know, showing up is 80% of success. And if you just show up and if you take the action, then a lot of the time you are going to be successful. Because here's the thing, right? A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people don't even show up. So the fact that you're there, the fact that you're actually in the running is a fantastic, fantastic thing. And no one can take that away from you, even if you crash and burn for the entire night, even if the whole night's a disaster, even if the whole month is a disaster. It doesn't matter because you're out there taking the action and sooner or later, you are going to hit a break and sooner or later, 
things are going to start to go your way. They just are. If you keep doing whatever it is that you need to do enough, then you are going to catch a break and it is going to go your way. So hang in there. Keep taking the action. Lower the bar. Don't think that you have to rise up to some amazing, ungodly standard. Prepare as much as you can, but don't sweat it too much. And just go out and try and enjoy yourself, you know? Because all of these things, in the end, are meant to be fun. Life is a game, okay? Life is a game from the cradle until tomb. And then we pass off this mortal coil to somewhere else. But while we're here, we might as well have a good time. Even though if the stakes seem high, they're kind of not really that high. There's always going to be another chance. So don't worry about it. Have a good time and tune into this podcast again next week. I hope you enjoyed the show today. As I said, do grab a copy of Renegade Dating Blueprint for more of my in-depth observations and thinking on dating, game, sexual marketplace. $39, link below. Do sign up for my daily email list. Again, the link is below. And please do give me a like for this video. Drop me a comment. Uh, And hit subscribe and the notifications bell for the channel. You won't be disappointed, I promise you. I'll leave it there for now. Bye-bye.